Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. struggle at times, just like you do, but I'm struggling. There was a time when I didn't struggle. I just rebelled. It was about me, not about him. And see, what I'm saying is for some of you, that's still the case. You call yourself a Christian, but in reality, you're living in rebellion. You don't care what he wants. You don't care what he thinks. It's all about what you want. It's all about what works for you, whatever's in your best interest from your perspective. And you're probably wrong. See, that's the whole point. You're probably wrong. Pastor Robert discusses the dangers of calling yourself a Christian while not living the life of a Christian. We all struggle as we grow in our faith with the Lord, and that's okay. That's normal. What isn't okay is when you rebel against God by living only for yourself and your own fleshly desires. If you think that this might be you, call out to God. Ask for His forgiveness and His guidance. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 as he continues his message here on Main Thing Radio. There's great grace for the struggle. Do you understand? There's great grace for failure. There's no grace for just flat-out rebellion, deliberate disobedience, rationalizing sin, playing games with God. So if you've been trying to do that, you know, if you call yourself a Christian, but in reality, you're just kind of living for yourself and thinking you're getting over on God somehow, the smart thing would be to acknowledge that in here now and just tell him, listen, I'm sorry. That's what I've been doing. I'm sorry. Help me. And he will. He will. If you'll just tell him you're, you're done with that foolishness, you're not going to play games with God anymore. You're going to be real about who you are. See, that's some of you were sitting there, you know, cause I've, I've heard after I get transparent, you know, people come back to me later. It's like, I can't believe you shared that. Well, yeah, we're real people. I didn't somehow get all holy and pure and perfect the day I decided that, you know, yes, Lord, I'm going to serve you and, and please use me as your, as your pastor. I'm growing. I have grown a lot. I am growing, but I still struggle at times, just like you do, but I'm struggling. There was a time when I didn't struggle. I just rebelled. It was about me, not about him. And see, what I'm saying is for some of you, that's still the case. You call yourself a Christian, but in reality, you're living in rebellion. You don't care what he wants. You don't care what he thinks. It's all about what you want. It's all about what works for you, whatever's in your best interest from your perspective. And you're probably wrong. See, that's the whole point. You're probably wrong about what's in your best interest. His plans for your life are better than your wildest dreams for yourself. You need to trust him. 
And that's what this is about. Now, the second thing that I want you to notice is he tells us that we're cleansed by him to serve. I've met a few people who seem to think they were cleansed to condemn other people. And some of you, you know, you're sitting there right now, and that's what's going on in your heart. You know, it's like, man, this, this guy's, you know, I could never come to this church. Like the guy I was doing premarital counseling a couple of years ago, and, and um, he'd never been to the church on a Sunday morning, and, and, he, and he shares with me he could never attend a church where the pastor wears blue jeans. That's just disrespectful. And I tried to gently talk to him about, you know, maybe you're focusing a little too much on the shell, not enough on the substance. But we, we tend to do that, right? Some people seem to think they were cleansed to, to just keep living the way they did before, you know, and, and, and I grew up in a church where that was a, it was a common misconception, you know, you just pray the prayer and get baptized, and then you, you live like you lived before. No, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what God says. It's foolish to do that. You're missing out on so much if you do that. If everything did not change in your heart and in your life, if everything didn't change inside you and, and that change began to impact the outside, the day you made the decision to follow Jesus, you still haven't really made that decision. That wasn't, that, that wasn't real. There's, there's no substance there. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not a matter of words. It's a matter of power. And that power will rock your world. If it hasn't rocked your world, then you've not yet encountered him in his power. Going back to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14 says, Jesus paid with his own blood to cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And when he comes in, all bets are off. Everything changes. And it's no longer all about me now. It's all, wow. It's all about him. Serving him, loving him. Jesus said it's impossible for a person to serve two masters. You have to pick one. And see, the message of the Bible is that God loves you enough to die for you. He sent his son to be crucified, to suffer just unimaginable horror so that you could be part of the family, so that you could actually have a relationship with the living God. Like I said before, it's not supposed to be some dead religious thing that we do. It's supposed to be an intimate and powerful and interactive relationship with a God who is alive. He can talk. You know, Isaiah spent a good bit of time writing about that. He can talk. He's not a rock. He's not a piece of wood. He, he's not some force that, no, he's, he's alive. He can talk. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to hear his voice in your heart, down there where you live. I'm not talking about necessarily an audible. I've never heard an audible voice, but I have heard that whisper down deep inside. In Revelation chapter 2, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to paraphrase something for you there. First part of Revelation chapter 2, it's where Jesus wrote letters to seven different churches. They were literal churches. And Jesus dictated to John there on that island. You know, he was exiled. John was, was basically like in prison and sort of a house arrest situation on the Isle of Patmos. And Jesus dictated to him letters that were written. The way he words it is they were to the, you know, to the angel of the church of Ephesus at the beginning of chapter 2. You know, angels don't need letters, right? The word means messenger, the messenger of the church at Ephesus. The pastor is the idea. 
the leader, the person that, that was out in front, the person that, that was there as God's messenger, his representative to the people there who, who were the church in, in Ephesus. And, and he starts off and, and he tells him everything he's doing right. I mean, powerful affirmation. And then he says, I've just got this one problem with you. I have this one thing against you. You left your first love. And if you don't repent, I'm going to remove your lampstand. What does that mean? Well, in chapter one, he basically he was telling him, you're going to lose your church. You're not going to lose your relationship. You don't lose your relationship with God. You're either part of the family or you're not. If you're alive in Christ, if he's made you alive, then, then you're alive. But you, you're going to lose your influence. You're going to lose your, the responsibilities. You're going, to, you're going to lose everything else if you don't wake up, if you don't repent, if you don't turn around, if you don't go back to the things you did in the beginning and do those things again. That's what he says to him. I thought a lot about that this week, you know. That, that, this pastor had abandoned that first sense of wonder that he experienced when God Almighty whispered into his heart. I remember that sense of just awe. I had had a supernatural encounter with the living God, and I knew that I knew that I knew it. Even though it had never happened before, I knew. There was no question. Some of you have never had that happen, and yet he loves you enough to die for you. That tells me you're not listening, because I know he's speaking. Do you understand? If he loves you that much and you're not hearing him, you're not paying attention. When it gets important enough to you, you'll, you'll start listening. You know, it's like that first awareness that my gorgeous blue-eyed Danish beauty was actually interested in me. Your whole world lights up and everything goes weird. You know, your stomach starts doing flip-flops and your, your heart, you know, I mean, I literally, I, I remember the first time I saw her, I've told you guys before, it took my breath away. I, I couldn't breathe for just a second, you know, and it's like one of those stupid things you see on TV, you know, that, that looks so fake, only it, it happened to me and I had to catch myself. It's like, say something stupid, say something, you know, it was like that for just a split second. And then when I realized this girl likes me, <laughs> you know, wow. But see, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me when I realized God spoke to me. God Almighty spoke to me. He's teaching me. He's, he's engaged with me. It still blows me away when I hear him speak down deep inside, and I know that, that it's him. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Are you part of a local church community? It's important to have a faith-based community around you as you continue to seek all that God has for your life. With more on that, here's Pastor Robert. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're looking for a way to get closer to Jesus and you're in the Miami area, we've got a plan. We started something a few years ago that we, we call it Intensive Christian Training, ICT for short. It's three phases, begins with just uh, dinner together um, in a group setting every Thursday night. You do that for about 10 or 11 weeks and just go through the basics. What is Christianity? But you're doing it around a meal with a group of people that you really connect with and, and get to know. 
So if that sounds like something you might be interested in and you're in our Miami-Dade area, reach out to us, MainThingRadio.com. Thanks, Pastor Robert. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for tuning in. Join us next time to continue studying God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.